Hi there, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And this is The Trek-In, a weekly-ish podcast talking all things Star Trek. This week we're discussing Star Trek Discovery Season 4, Episode 8, All In. So let's get into it with the recap. Following a hunch, Captain Burnham tracks Book to an old haunt from their courier days and gets drawn into a high-stakes competition for a powerful weapon. <laughs> I love the fact that this episode started out with just Daddy Vance being scolded by Mama. By Mama Federation. It was just like, you've been a very, very bad boy, Daddy Vance. Like, mm, how could you let this happen? I understand her. Actually, I don't understand you because you should know more because it's personal for you. But you, it's like, ah, God damn, Daddy Vance got in a lot of trouble this episode. It was very sad. He did, and especially because I guess Tarka is like his guy. Yeah, it was his guy. Like, apparently, Daddy Vance gave him all the access, everything he wanted. And I was just like, yeah, you should have seen him up there. He was talking about power cells and, you know, new theories. It was just really like, mm, demisexual. Um, yeah, I definitely got like a Daddy Vance has a bit of a man crush on Tarka vibe. Yeah, a little bit. Right. Definitely. And it was it was great. Like, I, I enjoyed that part of it. But I do. I did feel for Daddy Vance having like his heart was broken because Tarka ripped it out and like used him and left him and it's like it just was kind of heartbreaking in that record and and stole his fucking spore drive stole his spore drive and 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 ran off with burnham's boy so there's some shit going on here and i don't care this is what bothers me about like writing characters like tarka and i don't really understand because they haven't told us what exactly happened that he lost so to speak but like it bothers me whenever someone's like, you don't understand my pain. I love somebody then you don't know what it was like to lose them. I'm like, shut the fuck up, man. It's like, I feel like Rocket Raccoon and Gardens of the Galaxy. Like everybody's got dead people. It doesn't mean you should get the rest of us killed. It's not an excuse for that. Like, like shut the fuck up. Like you're behaving badly. Yeah, you're, you're right. He was like, you don't understand. My pain is so much greater. Yeah, I was like, dude, fuck you. <laughs> Just. Fuck you. I don't care what you lost or who you lost. Your entire family, your children, a lover, a great lover, a good time, good dick. Whatever the fuck you lost, I don't care. You lost the lottery. You lost your mind. I don't care. Everybody's lost people. Everybody. Everyone's lost shit. Not, I'm, I, I do not. I have no sympathy for you, Darka. If we're supposed to feel sympathy for you, no. If we're supposed to feel like you're a pathetic loser, then great. Because that's how I feel about you. You're just a whiny little baby man-child who hurt Daddy Vance. And that's that's no bueno in my book. Unforgivable. Irredeemable. Um, I agree with the president that, like, all this shit is bad, but I, I don't like her. I still don't like her. I just want to continue any opportunity I can to remind the audience I do not like the president. I mean, I, I don't know why, but that is kind of the frame that the show is putting on her. Like, I think the show wants us to not like her. But I don't think she's necessarily bad at her job. No, I don't think she's bad at her job. I agree with, so far I've agreed with everything the character has done and said. I just don't like her. So maybe it's an actress problem. Like, I just don't like the actress or the writers are just making her out to be a Hillary Clinton. Because that's kind of my vibe of her. Like, I don't like you. You kind of remind me of Hillary. And that's kind of why she lost. Because nobody likes you, Hillary. On the positive, though, <laughs> we did get a bunch of Owo in this episode. We did. Oh, my God. Awushka. Awushka. Oh, uh, wow. Just call her Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Awushakun. That does not roll off the tongue. But, wow. She really was fucking amazing in this episode. Even though I found, like, 
it was obvious that she was making the odds go up. It's like, oh, no, I lost the fight. Uh, no, I lost another one. One more rematch. And just not, like, telling Burnham about it. But, like, Burnham should have known what the fuck was going on. And, like, that... I actually kind of thought Burnham might be in on it. I think it was I think it was all a big hustle. So they were all grandstanding the entire time. All right. I, I actually, in my notes, I was like, hey, why are they wearing their uniforms? I actually kind of wonder if they didn't keep their uniforms on to help sell the hustle. All right. That's fair. What I did love is, like, that little, like, that last round, like, where Michael was like, no, 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 don't do it. And then Awusha Kun was like, that, that little feral grunt that she had was just adorable. Like, I just like, wow. All right. I'm there for it. Like, okay, Awusha Kun. <laughs> that is, that is kind of sexy. Um I, I mean, I liked it. I liked that whole scene and just getting more screen time with her was, was definitely <laughs> any, any chance we get with the bridge crew. I'm just happy for. Yeah. In, in that, in this way, like they gave us something we've sort of been asking for. Her. Yeah, exactly. The actual most interesting thing in this episode was the fact that there was a changeling running about and then they didn't really do anything about it. All right. So here it is. Here's what I wrote about this lovely scenario. So this changeling had Cardassian hair and some kind of a face that all the founders had. So it bothers me that the changeling is still, it's kind of like Jedi robes, you know, like the changeling. This just goes back to like the, my issues with the designs of the changelings in general. You know, it's like they're like the Jedi robes. Obi-Wan Kenobi had these robes on in A New Hope. And then when it came to the prequels, apparently all the Jedi had exactly the same robes, which doesn't make sense at all. But now it's canon for that. So Odo had that face because he sucked at shape-shifting. And suddenly his face became the, the 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 poster child face for all of Changeling founders. And that's just, I just found that annoying. I don't like the new effect that they had at all. Like the, the, the dusting particle effect as opposed to the globular, you know, blob effect of shape-shifting. Because we've, we've already established it in canon. Why do you have to change it? It wasn't broke. Just improve it. Um, and like Discovery doing what Discovery does in the worst way possible all the time, which is like, we're going to give you a little tease, a little fan service tease of this expanded universe context without any context whatsoever. And we don't know. We all want to know what's going on with the Dominion. We all want to know what's going on with the other changeling. What's going on here? What's going on with the Gamma Quadrant? But we're not. We're just going to have a random changeling as casual as can be. And we're not even going to explain anything or have it be a part of the plot. We're just going to have it there. Random. They're never going to come back to it. No, and we're never going to know anything about it. But there was so much there. Again, the Cardassian haircut, all this stuff. There's so much to unpack, but there's nothing to unpack because the bags were empty. We're not going on a trip. We literally are just sitting here watching the changeling for three seconds. Goodbye. It bothers me. It really fucking bothers me, obviously. I went on a rant. I will stop. I will shut up. Three, two, one, and go. No, I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, it was cool to see one but they didn't really do anything with it so it's really just kind of a pointless easter egg yep wasted opportunity like so much and again i like this episode i did i like this episode i like the energy of this episode but when they pull shit like this i can't i, I have to just like call them out on it i don't like it um and, and then like this episode did a lot of things it like brought up i like the whole idea of the of the whole casino and how that worked i really like the guy I thought like the dealer guy, I forget his name, um, has, yeah, I liked his character a lot. I liked the way he was even like low key rooting for the romance between book and, and, and Michael like, Oh, I'm on your guy's side. Like he had a class to him. There was like criminal, 
but there was class and charm, and I really dig that. So he was written well. And beyond that, like, I'm reminded how much I love bad girl Michael. Whenever she is given permission to, like, be a little weird or wild or odd or a little crazy, I really enjoy her performance so much. I love Michael a little crazy. I think Michael should be written more a little unstable because she's way more interesting. She's way more interesting. Like the episode, you know, the first episode of this, of season three, right? Like when she first got there and she got drunk or drugged, like, Oh, that was like the funnest I've ever had watching Michael perform. I loved that whole sequence. And this kind of like, she got a little playful, like, dude, I love it. Be more interesting, Michael, please. I'll watch you forever. Just be more interesting. Just, don't like it when you're just so like mm, Starfleet. You're not Picard. Don't be Picard. How did you like her and Book hustling those space goths? In I loved it. I loved. It. See, that's it. It was like that whole scene like made the entire episode to me. Like, like it, I was there for it because I got to see her in the show I always wanted, which was just her and Book being a little Han Solo kind of characters. You know, that's what I think the whole show should be about. I would watch a show of Michael and Book. Wandering the galaxy, having, you know, making problems for themselves in a Han Solo-esque smuggler capacity. I would I would pay top dollar for that show. Yeah, I'd like to see like a little miniseries or maybe even like web shorts of like them during the year where they're like a, they're couriers together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would watch that. Because we get like dribs and drabs of it from them being like referencing their old adventures. And I'm like, man, those would have been way more fun to see. Yeah, it would have been. And I think it would have been way more fun to write. I like that whole entrance point of how we get into the casino. You know, it looks like we're going down the the belly of a giant, like, sea worm. And then it's like, no, this is the entry point. Everybody welcome. That was a cool effect. I loved all those weird expressions that Haz was saying. Like, what did he say? He said something about, like, Cardassians and cake. And I was like, wait, do Cardassians like cake? Oh, yeah, that was a weird one. It was like, oh, you know, yeah, I I forget exactly. I miss you like a Cardassian misses cake. cake. I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Do Cardassians don't eat cake? Do they, they They can't eat cake? Are they all diabetics? Like, what, what's that? <laughs> the thing is, I wish that we had more to say about the other plot. We're like, oh, well, they're looking for the location of the 10C. And I was like, oh, well, it's, it's where God lives. They're looking for God. Yeah, but the, that's the thing. I think it's outside of the galactic barrier instead of interior. They're just using different verbiage. I'd explain that to a friend of mine too. He was like, oh, so they're going into the, the galactic barrier in the in, in the inner part of the galaxy. I'm like, no, they're talking about outside the galaxy. They so it's extra galactic. Extra galactic, not intergalactic. Intergalactic. Interesting. Extra. It's extra. But they, they really should have used This show's verbiage. a little extra. Yeah, this show is extremely extra, the entire show. Um. So we're not going after God this time. We're going Good. after different gods who just happen to live on the outside of our galaxy. Close. We're going after super space miners. Yeah. I, it's all about mining equipment. It's, I feel like we're, we're having a J.J. Abrams. What is it with J.J. Abrams, Kelvin timeline, Kurtzman universe assholes and mining equipment? Like that's, that's Star Trek 2009 was just about we're going to destroy Vulcan with mining equipment. Some miners that went rogue. Yeah, that's it. Like Nero was a miner. He 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 destroyed Vulcan with mining equipment and a little bit of red matter. So now we're just continuing. Apparently, Kurtzman hates miners. The only other note I have is I was kind of upset that uh, that uh, 
that Culver was yelling at his Roomba. Yeah, I felt like he was abusive to that Roomba. And then I was like, no, I'm fine. Like, no, you're not fine. You're literally being abusive to, like, relatively low-key sentient equipment. Like, I'm not... If I'm yelling at my computer, like, I feel like that shows... It's, that's more a reflection on me and not the computer, no matter how badly it's behaving. Like, dude, you're, 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 you're losing your credit as a counselor. It was weird writing for him. Like, I understand that like, he's upset about something, but he shouldn't have been doing it that way. The cleaning thing was cool. But, like, yelling at the computer and yelling at the poor little Roomba droid? Like, no. Nah, that was sad. Is there anything else we can say about this episode? Do you find yourself excited for the next one? You know, them taking several weeks off, I kind of was... It was a chore for me to watch this episode or, like, get to watch this episode. But once I was in it, I enjoyed it. So I am looking forward to the next episode. All right. Yeah. I could agree with that. I am looking forward to the next episode. How many episodes do we have left? We have five more episodes left. That's more than I thought. <laughs> Honestly. Okay. I like I like Michael going after book. I like the this the energy on that. If this is where we're at, then okay, let's hope. I, I'm really curious about this species. What this species is going to be like when we communicate with it. If it's gonna be be like dealing with gods or dealing with like another humanoid species that just might as well be the zindi you know i want this to matter i want to feel the presence of this so we'll see what happens all right so follow us on twitter and instagram at the trek in pod and feel free to send us any questions concerns comments complaints at the trek in pod at gmail.com until next time i'm jason and i'm joseph thank you for listening and we will trek in with you next week hailing the frequencies closed good night